This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. It's Friday. Friday, October 21st. And, and you can hear it in my voice. Um, yeah, it was NFL night. Um, I want to start out the podcast by telling you there's links below. I was just telling people on YouTube live, there's links below. And, and one of them is to support me through anchor, which is monthly, um, support. And I thank everybody who does that. If you want to just tip me, just go to the, the link tree. There's links for Venmo, PayPal. Um, if there's any other thing that you want me to sign up for, um, to tip me, I certainly appreciate it. Uh, I don't do this, this for the money. I, you could not make a living doing this. Uh, but I do it to teach you guys. So if you make money, um, tip me like a bartender. That's all I ask. Uh, it's a great way uh, for me to get to you. And the way I use the podcast is I've started the YouTube live so I can share the charts with you that I'm looking at. So if you're listening in your car, just make note of the time and then go on that day on YouTube and you can kind of see at the time. I usually start about um, about 10 minutes early on a YouTube live. So it's about 10 minutes different. So on the podcast, if you're at the 10 minute mark, it would probably be at about the 20 minute mark, um, on YouTube live. And you can see the charts. You can see what I'm looking at, the trend spider or active trader pro, whatever it is. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a good way to try and learn stocks, um, to see exactly what I'm doing, but I just want to test the active trader pro. There we go. Okay. And let's start out the podcast with the fact that it's Friday. Um, the fact that it's Friday is uh, uh, means I, I don't like to trade on Friday. And for anybody new that's listening, it's if you're going to day trade, it's fine. But holding over the weekend in a market like this sometimes is dangerous. So I don't typically like to to trade on Friday. So I'll give you some 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 news, some stocks that I like for the long term. Um, but some of the trades like SOXL, SO, uh, SQQQ, TQQQ, some of those, I would say typically day trade. And we went over one yesterday um, for Corey on Instagram, SOXL. He asked me, what would it be in 2025? And I kind of went on a tangent and a tear and I got a little hyped up about it, let's say. But don't hold this until 2025. Well, he, he kind of um, corrected me. He wasn't looking for it, and holy crap, I'm seeing a move in SO, SO, uh, XL right now. But he corrected me that SOXL, he didn't want to hold it until 2025. He was playing an options um, play, and essentially, I'll read you kind of his option play. Now, I don't recommend this for the regular person who just got into trading because there is a significant issue with doing this uh, when you're new to trading because it's an options play. Um, uh, but uh, do, 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 hopefully uh, we'll see a move. Bah, bah, bah. He wants to, uh, it will be eventually due for a move. He's listening right now. Do, 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 do. Um, I wanted to get your input. You made a comment on the airlines. Great comment. But essentially he's playing the, the, the long game on this for theta and and some of the premium and things like that so 
Um, I wanted to clarify that up. I wanted to make sure that people knew he wasn't asking to hold it until 2025. He's a little bit more of a um, seasoned investor. So uh, SOXL, it's making a move right now. It is making a crazy move. There's something going on in SOXL um, because it just moved up from 740 to 770. And if we look in here, um, I don't know if the futures are actually taking a, a rise up. Um, but SOXL, we have that buy-in at 727. It got down to 740, 735 this morning. It's trading outside the Bollinger Bands on a one-minute chart. It's going nuts. Um, and then we're looking at it right now in, in Active Trader Pro. But I'll switch back over to Safari so we can look at the TrendSpider view um, so we can go over some stuff. The first one that I want to go over is the, uh, the Bull in the China Shop, Snap. Snap uh, is a platform that I'm on. I post to four friends who are teenagers and, and kids uh, of my friends. Um, I don't typically use it. I don't understand it. But every child that I talk to loves Snapchat. Um, Snapchat announced their earnings. Uh, it brought down every social media stock out there. Um, the rev revenues missed. Everything else was good. Um, crazy, crazy high volume. Um, and that's the key is the volume is going nuts. Uh, it closed yesterday. It's $10 and 82 cents. We'll switch back over to active trader pro so I can show you. Um, and SOXL is kind of taking a, a break here, but snap, um, we can look the 10 day volume is 43 million. The 90 day volume is 49 million. I believe it's got like two 3 million shares in pre-market. Um, and the last time I looked, it, it's just crazy, crazy volume on the downside. And you can see when they released earnings, it initially went up and then it just crashed. It is currently down at 768, which is about a low. You'll continue to see this one going. I don't think you should trade in Snap. Uh, instead, I will tell you, Snap has a... Uh, it's going to get you out. It was a 1096 buy-in um, right here on October 18th, which was two days ago. They just, it, they managed their business poorly. And, and that's essentially what it is. It's nothing other than Snap has just managed their business poorly. I don't think that it goes to other social medias. So there's two social medias that I think you could uh, actively trade in that are actually pretty good. Um, Google is one. G-O-O-G. Their earnings are coming up on October 25th. They are trading down in the pre-market under 100. I've told you guys under 100 is the way to get into Google. Um, 100 seems to be a good platform um, right there. It will trade down under 100 again. Their earnings are coming up October 25th, so you do have a time to get in there. Now, if they come in light and they're, they're uh their revenues are light because ad revenue is down. This is one you hold for a long term. So this is one that I don't think you necessarily trade for a 10%, 20% move. Um, even at 52, I will probably put more money into Google. Um, I'm going to rebalance probably today. Again, it's a Friday, so I'll trade for the long term. And Google's one that I don't mind holding. Now, uh, over a thousand charts, the algorithm, which gives me kind of where to buy in um, and a guidance, 
it had a buy-in here at 101.21 October 20 uh, to October 17th. I kind of use that as a guide. You'll see there's a there's a gap here between 98 and 99. That's probably going to get filled today on the way down. Um, and, and I kind of see that moving again. Their pre-market is going to bring them down. Um, let me see. I personally I made the mistake, and it's because I hold it for a long term. But G-O-O-G-L is kind of the same thing. And that in pre-market is at 98.45. My assumption is we'll touch 97.75, which is where the gap kind of uh, provides. But if I'm holding this for one to five years, do I really care at the end of the day if I buy it at 97.45 or 98.45? Probably not. I'm adding to my position. If I want to buy a thousand shares of this and, and you guys probably will not buy at that, you know, $99,000 worth of uh, Google stock. But if I were going to buy a thousand shares uh, and just for shits and giggles, I'd add 200 of it before earnings. Uh, If earnings are good, I'd add another 200. I'd just add in like that. This market is is kind of just a little bit extended. Uh, But Google is one. uh, Pinterest is another. And the reason I say Pinterest is, oh, by the way, before I get on this, the reason I say Google is we talk about the S&P being uh, trading at about 16 to 17 on average, uh, and that's what an average S&P stock on the PE will trade for. Google's at 18, so growth stocks will typically get a higher PE at 25 or 26, 27. Um, Google's at 18. Let's put in Apple, and this is why I talk about Apple's at 23. The market wants Apple at 17. That's why you can see Apple, if they don't show growth in the next quarter in their earnings, they're probably going to come down. But Google is, 20, is, is 18. With a growth company at 18, this, this is one that you can trade for a long term. You can just buy it. It's 5% above its 52-week low of 95. Uh, five years from now, I, I think this one continues to go up. They're going to buy back more stock. They're going to do some things <clears throat> um, that are correct. Uh, the target price on this one, uh, average analyst target price is 148. Uh, I, I think you've got an option here to get in at a significantly good price. Now, of since August, the middle of August, it's been in the downward trend. That's why I say add 200 shares. Add a fifth of your shares prior to earnings. But Pinterest is one. Uh, um, that I think you can get into. Its PE is rather high at 61. Um, if we look at Twitter, uh, their PE, they don't, they're not even making money. They're not a good one. Uh, Snap's PE, they're not making money either. Um, but Pins is one, and the reason why I say Pinterest, the first one I'd say to get into is uh, Google. But the second one I'd get into, if you want uh, some some uh, social media exposure is is Pinterest. It's it is high. Uh, it's going to trade at about. Let me see where it is in pre market. <clears throat> um, pins is at twenty one sixty. Uh, I think twenty one twenty or twenty one. If you get a twenty handle on this one, it's great. They have an activist investor, um, and you can see October. Um, they've uh, Goldman raised their price target to thirty one. Um, Wolf Research raised their price target to 28. Um, August uh, 2nd, Susquehanna raised their price target to 35. 
Those are recent upgrades and even older upgrades. Citigroup, April, upgrade to 27. Uh, they downgraded 27. But you've got at least 10% in this name. Um, and when you go and you look at TrendSpider, the, the, the algorithm has you buy in at 2291. Now, it probably will get you out with today's downturn. So I want you to, if you're going to buy Pinterest, I'd say add in a fifth. Um, uh, if you get a 20 handle, I'd add in another fifth, kind of dollar cost your average your way down. The issue is going to be if ad revenue is taking a hit because we're going into a recession, that's going to be an issue uh, for Pinterest, for Google, for Facebook, for Snap, for Twitter, <clears throat> for everybody. Twitter's in a little different game, but you're going to see this move down and you're going to see it get you out. But I still say between 20 and 21, uh, if you get in there, at least half your position should be between 20 and 21. Um, if it can, if it goes up, these guys have an activist investor who's looking out and trying to monetize this. This could be a takeover target. This could be a purchase. Snap could be a purchase at $7. There could be somebody that comes in and buys it at $10. Um, you know, it, 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 social media stocks are just getting hit. Facebook, I wouldn't get into Facebook. And the reason I wouldn't get into Facebook is they are so unfocused on Facebook and ad dollars, and he's so focused on the metaverse, it's just, there's no reason. It's Facebook is trading 3% down at 127. Their earnings are coming out. I, they, they released a $15, $100 headset that nobody's buying. I mean, that's why I wouldn't buy Facebook. So uh, with Snap earnings coming in, here's what I want to bring up about Twitter. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm out of Twitter. Remember, I sold at 52. Um, 100% I sold at 52. You can see we're in an upward direction on Twitter. Uh, ironically, it hasn't traded very well, but we're in an upward trajectory. Now, it's going to open up lower, I think at $48. I think it might have even come up. Um, it got hit down first because of Snap earnings, which was a, um, and I'll switch to Active Trader Pro. Um, it came in light it got hit because of uh the earnings and that's what's right here and then they realized oh you know you know what um uh it even though twitter is the the you know social media stock elon's still paying 54 to 20 for it so it kind of you know floated back up and it floated back above 50 then what happened when you see here around i think it was 730 i think maybe this one when it traded down to 48 the Biden administration announced that they may be looking at uh, restricting some of Elon's purchase or management of Twitter uh, and Starlink based on some national security issues. So, I, again, next week is October 28th. The Delaware court had said that the two sides need to come to an agreement or else they go to court. And Elon knows he's got nothing to stand on court. But if the Biden administration stops this, then there could be an issue. So you are taking a risk and kind of buying it, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, there, there are issues there. So Twitter is one that I probably won't get back into. If I wanted to do an, uh, a takeover target, we talked about this. Um, uh, Activision Blizzard, ATVI is the symbol. And this is down at 73. Look at how it slid down. Remember, uh, Microsoft has a $95 price target to buy this business. 
That's what they're looking at buying the business at. And it's continued to just slide down. Uh, the, the business is expected to close in um, December. Uh, take a look at Activision Blizzard, uh, ATVI in um, uh, Finviz. And you can see the PE is 30. I mean, it's super, super high. September 15th, they upgraded it to a night from a $95 to an $84. Um, Moffitt Nathanson, Nathanson says in July, $95. Um, January upgrade from MKM Partners from 54 to 95. Um, and, you know, there's a Motley Fool article. Which one's a better buy? Uh, Take two or uh, Activision Blizzard. Microsoft started the year by announcing plans to acquire Activision Blizzard for a historic 68. Point seven billion. Um, so uh, we're duking it out. Take two. Take two. An excellent long-term stock. Read this article on Motley Fool. Um, I do think uh, it, you know. Again, Warren Buffett has faith in the merger going through. So he he accumulated sixty-eight million shares of Activision Blizzard. Um, yeah, long-term. Uh, the, the deal still hasn't gotten approval. If it does get approval, you're in the money. But this is, this is the assumption that it's not getting approval. That's the assumption. And you do have some confirmation above the nine-day here at 73. The, the buy-in is at 73.42, right before earnings. Their earnings are coming out November 7th. Who knows? It, it might be a good one. Um. Uh, CrowdStrike and PanW, two stocks that I own. Um, Palo Alto Networks got an upgrade and a $220 price target. Let me see if it's in here yet um, in Finviz. Um, PanW, they are not making money. Initiated coverage, yeah. Uh, Cantor Fitzgerald. Um, so they're overweight, $220 price target. Today it's trading at $158. Uh, I personally own this one. Uh, I own a pretty big lot at this one. I like this stock. Um, they are the leader in cybersecurity. CrowdStrike is number two. And I'll show you why I like Palo Alto. And I think I was saying this yesterday. Um, let me see. Let me look at my uh, all investments. And I'll scroll down here. Palo Alto. Um, Pan W. Do, 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 do. So far. Um, total gain on Palo Alto Networks. I'm even. Uh, my average purchase price is 159. So I'm even right there, even down. But my average purchase price is 159. I'll probably add to this. Um, but the reason why I like Palo Alto Networks, um, the PE. So forward PE is 41. When you look at CrowdStrike, um, the forward PE is 82. So Palo Alto Networks is the leader. Uh, CrowdStrike is down 24% year to date. Um, neither one of these have a dividend. Um, PanW is down 14%. It's held up better. It's beating the S&P. Uh, you're 12% above your 52-week low. So I do think that this is one that you could buy long-term. That's why I'm saying, hey, Palo Alto had gotten upgrade to 220 as the price target. Um, I, I think it's a good one for long-term. So that's one that I wouldn't would say, hey, go ahead and buy on a, a you know CrowdStrike. Let's look at CrowdStrike in the algorithm right here. Um, CrowdStrike has a purchase at 155. It's trading at 153. Might get you out. 
Again, Friday, we're looking at a little bit of down day. Um, yeah, uh, you have a cross up here. It's not super, super strong. If you want to see a super strong one, I'll bring up DRV. <laughs> um, that's a super strong move. So CSX, which is a railroad. Uh, I believe it's a railroad. Let me go into, um, or is this a trucking? Let me see, industrial railroad. It's a railroad. Uh, 15 PE. 27% down year to date on the, uh, it's, so it's kind of in line with the S&P, maybe a little bit worse. Uh, it's trading only 4% above its 52-week high. Um, all of these have recent downgrades, and the price target is 29 to 31. Now, you're trading at 27. Um, let me see in Active Trader Pro. The reason I bring this up is they did have a good uh, earnings report yesterday, and it popped. It popped from 27 up to about 29 um, initially. So it, it's a good move. There's your, you know, almost 10% within a little bit. It's going to open up at about 28.40. So not quite a 10%, maybe a 5% move. Um, uh, 16 million shares on the 10-day, 16 million shares on the 90-day. Uh, the it doesn't have much. Um, essentially this one competes with union Pacific, which also released, uh, uh, earnings. And I think that one, uh, UNP, that one has a 17 PE. It's got a 2.7. It's down 25%. Um, you're going to see this one trade down. Let me see UNP. I think, is it going to trade down or is it going to trade up? They both kind of released earnings. UNP just has no volume in the pre-market. Um, but it probably will trade around 186, it's trading at 186, right where it kind of closed. So even though they had earnings, it's nothing, but CSX was one that had a good earnings report. I think you could hold this for the long term. My assumption, the reason why I brought this one up is even though you're in a downtrend and you cross that 200 day, I think that 200 day is going to provide support at about 30. So at 27, I think you go back up to 30. Um, because I do think that supply chain issues are coming. They still have pricing power, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a good one. Uh, Amex is taking the, uh, uh, the Dow down, uh, and it by a lot. They announced good earnings, um, good revenues, but they said, Hey, we're going to increase our potential bad debt just in case the consumer gets hit. And that took a, took a leg down. So uh, it is going to be down significantly. You can see here there's a gap down uh, even before earnings. This chart is just ugly. I wouldn't trade this chart just based on recent performance. The algorithm makes you 45%. Buying and holding makes you 42%. Um, your average win is 7.5%. You win 42% of the time. But uh, you have these gaps down here. And I would say, hey, it's probably going to trade below these. Um, let me see. AXP, I'll look it up in. Uh, I'll show you Active Trader Pro. Uh, oh, I was in UNP. Uh, Active Trader Pro, I'll show you. I'll switch up back over to Union or Active, um, Trend Spider. But you can see uh, it's kind of recovering. It, it gapped down here all the way to 134. It's going to gap down. It closed at 142 up here. It's going to trade at about 138. I don't think this is a bad one to get into. The problem is you're probably going to have to hold on to this for a long time. 
Um, I would think that uh, Visa or somebody else. See how ugly this is, by the way? I switch back over to TrendSpider so you can see the algorithm. It's just an ugly chart with a bunch of gaps recently. Now, there's a gap up here at 154. There's another gap up here at 159 to 160. Not unheard of for it to go up there. But if, the, if we are heading into a recession, um, you know, this, this may be a, a, a big thing. So uh, American Express, I wanted to bring it up because it is the biggest uh, slider. One thing I heard of, by the way, um, some of you guys may not be in college, maybe thinking about college. Um, the most expensive out-of-state tuition college in the U.S. is Harvey Mudd College in California. $77,000 per year. Who thinks that a Harvey Mudd education is worth $77,000 a year? And, and if you've got $77,000 a year, I can tell you by my algorithm, make, you know, what, seven, dollars $8,000 a year, $10,000, $15,000, whatever. Instead of paying for that over the long term, you'll make more money than, uh, you know, from a financial interest standpoint. Shit, you'll make way more money. Um, Verizon. I talked about Verizon having a cross up, uh, and I like this better than AT and T. They came out with earnings. Thirty six seventy two is the cross up. It's trading right now at about thirty seven. Let me just see if that's the right uh, pre market price. Um, but, 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 it's trading at thirty five, so it's trading down. Um, again, I like this one, and the reason I like this one is because of the dividend. When you go and look at the dividend, it's a 7% dividend. And they, they reiterated, hey, we're, we're committed to that dividend. So 5.59% above its 52-week low, I think you're getting this one at a deal. You, you look at those, those deals, and I think you're getting this one as a deal. Uh, their issue mainly is they are expensive. They, they grew their um, net ads by only 8000 Meanwhile, AT&T grew by, I think it's either 80 or 800. Uh, I may have missed a zero, but I put down 80,000. But the net ads were just bad. And that's why you're seeing it trade down to 35. Um, Hans, the CEO, was on CNBC and he said, yeah, we're, we're redoing our pricing. And so he realizes it's expensive. They're also behind the eight ball in their upgrade to 5G. Um, they just don't have a lot of 5G. I travel a lot with my phone. I'm on Verizon. I use Visible. And by the way, if you want Visible, uh, click in the link down below. You'll see a link. I get $20. You get $20 for signing up. Uh, I have Visible phone service. I pay $25 a month. Um, the $25 a month is gone, uh, but there is a $30 a month. And for $30 a month, you don't have to be on a party. You don't have to do anything. You get phone service for 30 bucks a month. And I tell you what, I get 5G. Um, I get all of that stuff. So the only, the only time I don't see it, and I have yet to experience it, I work with Major League Soccer at major stadiums, and I actually have better service than my friends who have 4G phones. Um, uh, so if you have a 4G phone, you ain't getting better service than me. I'm getting better service than you um, at stadiums for 30 bucks a month. And my friend on, uh, she's on Verizon and she's got a, a I think it's 11. So it's not 5g. Uh, but we tested the speeds. I was getting, uh, I think 40 megs per second, uh, on my cellular at a stadium with 70,000 people. Uh, she was getting somewhere in the neighborhood of one. So interesting. Uh, again, I live on a very cheap, um, lifestyle. 
And again, speaking of cheap lifestyle, the capital gains tax, uh, zero, remember capital gains zero is either 0%, for this is long term, 0%, 15%, or 20%. So the 15% um, is if you make over, I'm single, so it's kind of, a, you know, that's what I'm focused on. If you're married, I think it's doubled. But 40, I think it's $41,000 this year. It stays, um, it goes up next year for next year's capital gains. It's for like 44,000. It went up by 8%. Um, huge, huge. So essentially what you do is you take your income, say you make, um, you know, $50,000 a year. Uh, well, the standard deduction went up too. So it's like $11,000 is your standard deduction. So you make $50,000. Uh, and that includes all your capital gains, your stock sales, um, all of that, your dividend, you put, make, uh, you know, unadjusted gross income is $50,000. Well, your adjusted gross income comes down to, you know, take out $11,000. So you're down at what, $39,000. Um, you pay 0% in long-term capital gains. And the reason you pay is because you're under that 40,000 adjusted gross income. So check with your tax professional. I am not a tax professional, just like you never listen to a, fun, a dude on the internet about what stocks to buy. But uh, that's a big, big thing, 0%. And that's how I live, is that I have enough cash in the bank to live on a certain amount. Um, I plan this out four to five years in advance, and I have enough cash. I tax. I, I basically maximize my taxes by paying as few taxes as possible. Uh, I make sure that I, I get under that income with write-offs and things of that sort. And I pay and I take out my, um, again, I have yet to sell an Apple stock, but probably this year. Uh, I've been retired now for three years, but this year or next year will be where I kind of take out some of that long-term capital gains. Um, and it will be at 0% taxes. So uh, I like this one. Let's talk about KOLD and Boyle. Um, I have led you guys wrong completely wrong. Boyle ain't done going down. And, and I've kind of gone over this. Look at this. You have absolute confirmation that KOLD is still in play. It is outside the Bollinger Bands. It's got to come down at some point, but it hasn't come down. The candlesticks are super tight. You've only got about a 2% period um, movement. Um, in fact, uh, it looks like yesterday's afternoon was only a 0.04%. The open was 23.44. The low was 23.19. The high was 23.74. This is KOLD, but it's still traded above the Bollinger Band. The RSI is at 78. The MACD is way up there. Doesn't look like it's crossing down anytime soon, but it is enormous. Um, now, the volume shelves on this one, if we pull this back to its recent highs, which was July, uh, and this is KOLD, uh, the volume shelves aren't providing you any support up here. People are out of this one. But back in July, it went up to $35. And this is KOLD. Uh, yeah, high of 42 back here, July 6th. Uh, you can see the volume picking up. This one has slowly been going up. Now, here's Boyle. Remember, when KOLD goes up, Boyle goes down. Look at the slide that you're seeing. It's trading on the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. The RSI is down at 20. This is crazy. It's at 32 right now. There are gaps all over the place. 
you can see the the uh, red uh, volume bars. The afternoon gets no volume in this, by the way, because remember, I'm trading on four-hour charts. Look at the, 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 the morning candle. Look at the afternoon candle. Look at the morning candle. Look at the afternoon candle. Look at the morning candle. Look at the afternoon candle. It all afternoon, they, there is no volume on this in the afternoon. So uh, Boyle and KOLD, you want to trade in the morning if you're going to day trade it. Uh, but it, it is a significant, you're just outside the Bollinger Bands. So I, I've led you guys wrong in thinking that Boyle, remember I told you, you got out October 18th on this one from that $53 price. It was, it looks like 11% downturn. Um, the algorithm should have gotten you out. I said, eh, I don't know if you should get out because there's a gap up here. And I, I may have done you guys wrong in saying, hey, try and time it. It's outside the Bollinger Band. Wait for the algorithm to tell you. And I should be the first one to tell you that because I, I'm a moron from this standpoint. So, but, but Boyle is not the play. KOLD is still in play. It's just oversold. I wouldn't buy either one of these um, right now. I wouldn't get into them, but if you're trying to get out, I'd hold on to the KOLD. I would not hold on to the Boyle because I think Boyle still has a ways to go down. Um, UCL, we talked about. This one got you out with a 5% gain. Um, it hasn't gotten you back in. It, this one's kind of just capitulating right here. SCO is probably the same thing. Um, it's just kind of moving a little bit differently. You're in uh, SCO at 25.84 on October 13th. You're at 25.68. It's just, you know, going to use that 200 day probably to come down to a 24.24. I wouldn't get into this one. I wouldn't trade either one of them. Uh Let's look. The market just opened up. So what I want to do is go to Active Trader Pro and I will go to SOXL because this one, this one shot up pre-market. I want to see what this one's doing. Yeah. Uh, so it opened up at 765. It's down almost 1%, uh, but it was way down here at 735 early in the morning. My guess is we got something that came out, but I don't know what. Uh, but it's an interesting one. And, and I still say SOXL, I think you could hold on the, that through the weekend. I wouldn't get into it if you're not into it, but if you're holding it, I think you could, you know, hold on to it through the weekend. Um, there is one, or you know what? Let's go over N E E Willie, uh, from Instagram next era energy. You guys know, I love energy. This one's been beaten down. N E E is crazy. Uh, when we go to N E E in Finviz, um, their PE is 54. So it is super, super expensive. Uh, Morgan Stanley just upgraded in September um, from, and they upgraded from equal weight to outperform, $94 to $99. Um, uh, Zach's, I hate Zach's. I hate Zach's stuff. Insider Monkey even. Starter stock portfolio, 12 large cap, cap stocks to buy. This is a Yahoo Finance article. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go down to the next era energy one in this article. This will give me a good view of NEE. Uh, Florida-based company that generates and transmits and sells electric power to retail. Oh, I've heard of these guys. Okay. The company generates electricity through wind, solar, nuclear, coal, and natural gas. Um, they declared a dividend of 42.5 cents per share in line with previous. The dividend is payable on December 15th of shareholders uh, by November 25th. The company's dividend yield is 2.26%. 
Um, yeah, uh, BMO Capital raised the price target to $100 from $92 and signed an outperform. Uh, according to Insider Monkey, 59 hedge funds were bullish on NextEra Energy at the end of the second quarter. Uh, in its Q2 investor letter, ClearBridge Investments and asset management firm highlighted a few uh, things from the stock. You can read this. It is a, a stock that should be on the upturn um, because it's an energy stock. My belief is this is a macro play. The RSI is at 31. You just got out of this with another 5% loss. The algorithm makes you 23% versus buying and holding this loses you 7.05%. You win 45% of the time in 22 positions. Your average win is 6.86. Now, here's the thing. When you're looking at this one, we're going to pull this volume shelf back and I'll pull it back here to April 6th. There is a clear, clear channel. Uh, within the, these four-hour candles of where this one trades this year. And it is down here at about $70 all the way up to 90 And I don't know what the impetus is, but my assumption is it's an energy play. And so energy is just playing along with this one. You can see the earnings go from $0.41 cents up to $0.74. Cents. Boom, it took off. And it took off into that earnings, but it sold off. Um, and then it kind of capitulated and 81 cents per share and boom, it took off again. And then it kind of capitulated, took the dividend. Uh, there's gaps all over the place on this one. The earnings are coming out October 27th. So next week, uh, I don't even want to play into what this is, but the ex dividend date is November 23rd. It's a 2% one. Um, it is 5% above its 52 week low. It's 24% below its 52-week high. But all of these analysts have like $100 price target on this one. So um, I would say, Willie, it's probably a beaten down one. And you are in this decent channel. Let's look at the daily um, because I want to go a little bit more long-term because an energy stock that's in a downward trend is dangerous. And on the daily, you haven't had the death cross. That blue line of the 50-day hasn't crossed this, uh, the red line of, um, the 200 day. So you haven't had this. It is, you can see clearly on the nine day, it is trading below the Bollinger bands. Uh, it is down here kind of just, you know, the Bollinger bands haven't synced up. I would probably wait for the algorithm to take over on this and give me a buy. I'd rather miss, uh, the first 10% of the move and try and get the, you know, uh, the next five, six percent. You do have gaps up here between 81 and 83, and it looks like 85 and 88. So you do have gaps, but I don't think you have the gaps on the daily. And that you do have the gaps on the daily. So my assumption is at some point those get filled because you can see clearly, clearly this one, um, you know, has a trading range here. And it hovers right around that 200 day. So it's going to be brought back up to that 200 day at about 80, which is where it is now. But with that 50 day so high in the Bollinger Band and kind of moving down, I would say you probably have a, a little time to wait on this one. Um, there's better energy plays like Devon, which is up 2% um, before their earnings. Uh, Devon Energy, you're not. You're in at $60. You're trading at 73. So you've almost got your, your 20%. Uh, 
In fact, you do have your 20%. Remember, 60 is the kind of pivot point on this one. Uh, your earnings are coming up on November 1st. Uh, right now, it's a completely overbought. Uh, Oxy, which is up 1%. You've got your earnings coming up on November 8th. Yeah, uh, these two. Um, so MPLX, I haven't gone over that one in a while. This is one that I own too. You're up 1%. This one pays like an 8 9% dividend. I've held this one. $30 was the buy-in point. And I, I continue to say 30 but $30 is the pivot point on this one. Below 30 buy it. Above 30 you can sell it. You've almost got your 10% at 3285 Their earnings are coming out October 31st. My guess is they, they, they announce a dividend or something. Um, I wouldn't trade it right now, but I, I just buy and hold. I, I've just held this one forever. Um, we had one <clears throat> cross-up that I felt comfortable bringing up, and that's HES, H-E-S, and it's because it's energy. You had a secondary cross-up here, um, and I wanted to bring it up, not because I think you should buy it into earnings, which are October 25th, but because I wanted to tell you, um, from the energy standpoint, oil still is a, a good buy. I think Mar MRO um, is Marathon Oil. And I think this one, yeah, this one's still, I mean, it's, all these energy names are super, super high. That's the main problem with it is energy's just, you know, it's gone on a run. And at some point we have to pull back. But, um, you know, even LNG, we talked about boil earlier. Uh, and I've said, hey, rather than play some of these triple levered, uh, by companies that actually make money. Well, LNG, you got in at 164, you're at 175 right now. Their earnings come out at, at November 2nd. So I do think that that one's a good one. Um, we talked about Simon Property Group, which is a, a mall uh, franchisee. This one had a buy-in at 91.25, you're at 97. So you've almost got your 10% in this one. Their earnings are coming out October 31st. Uh, you got a gap up here at 103 kind of moving towards that gap, but you can clearly see that 200 day, that red line. It's using that as clear resistance, which is at about a hundred. So I would take your 10% in this one. If you get it before earnings and just kind of move out because they may give some guidance that that is not good. Um, but, uh, I think that's it. I think that, let me, uh, did you, can you explain how you rebalance your, yeah, I will be on YouTube live and Zephan, I will explain how I rebalance the portfolio. Um, and Jesse, Biden administration, they're, how do I put this? I mean, I'm a big believer that Biden is a middle of the road guy. Um, but I think he's moving a little bit left in his administration to make people happy. And I also think he is trying to be um, pro-union, pro-big government. Um, and that's my fear with him. And I think him uh, announcing, you know, the, hey, we're not going to sell to China for, um, you know, the chip stuff. Uh, and he's looking at Musk. Uh, I think he looks at, at Musk as a administration adversary, whereas I think, you know, he could have brought Musk in. And even though he's an adversary and he's not big Democrat, he's he's not a big Republican. He's a libertarian. I mean, he hates the Republicans as much as he hates uh, hates the Democrats. Uh, he is for less government. He's for less oversight, but they want to oversee him. And so with his current bitching and complaining about 
uh, not getting defense funding um, for Starlink, where he's providing Starlink to the Ukraines, um, and nobody's paying him. He's doing it all on his own. So I, I think he, yeah. Um, I commented on your Twitter using my wife's YouTube account <laughs> on Trendspider. Oh, yeah. Um, Brittany or whoever. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look at the Twitter. Um, I know it's your wife's account, Mr. Hahn. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll reply back to you on that one. Uh, getting my algorithm, by the way, and that's the second question. How do you get access to my algorithm? How you get access to my algorithm is you sign up for Twitter down below. When you sign up, uh, I do get through the link. Um, I do get compensated from, um, from Trendspider. And so once I see that in the payment, I'll help you set it up. It's super simple. And by the way, when you see it, you'll be like, oh my God, that's simple as hell. Uh, now, mind you, it does not, uh, in a bull market, the algorithm underperforms. But in a bear market, the algorithm overperforms. Right now, we're in a bear market. And hey, Brandon, Mr. Hahn. Uh, but yeah, uh, in a bear market, this one will overperform. And we're in a bear market, and I think we're in a, a trading range. So it really depends on what stocks you pick. Um, he wants me to look at Red Cat Holdings, and then that's the last one, and I'll get on YouTube live. Um, Red Cat Holdings, you're out. Um, yeah, my guess is that this is a retail one. Let me look. RCAT. Are they making money? <clears throat> They're not making money. Uh, you're 1% above your 52-week low. You're 51% below your 52-week high. What do these guys do? Are they a technology company? Through it provides various products and services to the drone industry. Ooh, you guys know I'm a droner. Uh, I've got tons of drone videos. But yeah, so this one is a drone. Mm, can't make a lot of money doing drone stuff. So you can see that their earnings came out, boom, dropped. I'll go over it more on YouTube Live. Dog's crying. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you to everybody who supports the podcast. Uh, look down below. Live your chief lifestyle. Pay 0% in, in capital gains tax. Get a cheap phone plan from Visible down below in the links. Um, sign up for Trendspider. Get my algorithm. Do whatever you need to do. Okay, that's it. Talk to you guys later. Bye.